episode 37 of the Barman Bevo podcast. I'm here with my co-host Mike Barman. Hello Bevo. How's it? That's what they say in South Africa. How's it? How's it? <laughs> that's not what uh, Ferguson says. That's not what Ferguson says. <laughs> hey mate. <laughs> um, all right, we, we got to wake me up so early. We got a lot to talk about. Ferguson's four o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> um, Let's let's start with a couple thing, couple uh, news items for the podcast. I uh, I should have texted you on Friday. Uh, Mark was playing over at Rosati's. Oh, sweet! Apparently, there's a dueling piano show there once every four to six weeks. I think I asked you about that. It is because it's someone came into the bike shop asking about said dueling pianos, <coughs> pianos was happening up here. And I think I reached out to you. You did, and I and said, that it's and not Mark. you said, no, it's not Mark. It, it's Damien who worked. Damien organizes. Right. Damien's one of the old Jelly Rolls guys. Yeah. So I saw Damien and Mark, and it was one hell of a show. That's yeah. awesome. Well, I double up on Friday and Saturday nights, so mm. those are a challenge for me anyways. How late were you work? Uh, I usually, I close, I close, so I get out at about 1230 or whatever. Okay. Um... Because they usually they usually stop pianos at midnight because that's a lo- that's a pretty long. He set. said he's got some stuff that he likes for the show. Oh really? He's got some music awesome. to put together. Um, and I so, was relying on Melissa and Love to to give me to find me some music. Um, I think I'm going to see him again later this week. So, um, well, whatever you know how much well, we pay. <laughs> <laughs> he's uh, but he's back in town. He went up to Connecticut to see his niece. He's coming back. And I think I'm just going to see him Thursday or Friday. I can't oh, cool. remember what it was. You going to bring his girlfriend with him? I don't know. Maybe. Who knows? Who She's knows? welcome. She's nice. Do you remember her name? Uh, can't... <laughs> uh, I do. It'll take me a second. All right. He's going to kill me. Because I need you to remind me. It's <laughs> <laughs> not Caitlin. It's something like that. It was... I'll, I'll, I'll come to me later. Um, hey, for all those out there that love our podcast, uh, we get lots of good comments on Thank you uh, Facebook. Um, like us, share us, rate us on iTunes, rate us on Podbean, rate us on Google. Um, we'd love to hear more from you. So um, we got. I'm going to dive right in here to the 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 big news of the week in cycling. Or not cycling for for that fact. Um, we got a lot of posts as this story broke uh, last week, uh, specifically from Nick Luther. And Nick, Nick Luther was the first one to say, "Oh, I can't wait." I don't. Was it Nick Luther? I thought it was somebody else. I think it was Nick Luther that was. I can't wait. He tagged us <clears throat> within his post. No, I thought it was somebody else. Was it somebody else? Was there yeah, an Anna? It's um. One of the guys that, one of the guys that start listening right after the Tucker Criterion. One of Seth's people. I don't know, but he's 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 gotten. He's should we, should we number should we number our people? We should. 
<laughs> he's probably our number two fan. <laughs> number two fan? He's got to find his name now. <clears throat> well, he uh, can't take underscore president. No, he can't. <laughs> or he could be underscore president too. That would be funny. <laughs> Um, all right. Well, I'll let. I'll should, we, look, should we throw this Scott Patton shout out now? Because <laughs> he's gonna have a war of words with you over this. Well, you never know. All right. So big and Scott, just so you know, I have written out my my. I've written. I've written what probably I'm going to talk about <clears throat> this evening out, which will be posted along with that, just to diffuse any misunderstandings that might occur with bottom score. The president, number one fan. I think it was Nick Empire. Luther. That's what I said. You're right. I thought it was somebody else. All right. There's the article. I Can I slap you now? Give me a fresh one. Ow! <laughs> oh! Not on the ass. <laughs> oh! Not on the other ass. <laughs> I think we went dead. No, we're okay. It's okay. just uh, <clears throat> that thing that started happening last week. Um, all right. I was thinking we should, someday we should, when we do the camera, we should do like a full-on Geraldo throwdown fight in here like take the wine racks down and just <laughs> and, and, and just, and, and just somebody gets hit over the head with a chair yes like get broken nose like the next day I have, the, guitars. I have, yes okay so big news from the week you texted me was that the first to tell you yeah you were uh, he, your text I believe said Lance Armstrong just saved himself 95 million dollars <laughs> <laughs> So why don't you tell us <clears throat> what happened? Well, Lance settled with the government and Floyd Landis in his whistleblower lawsuit about defrauding the government, uh, a.k.a. the U.S. Postal Service, during those four years of... or I think there were six years of sponsorship, four years of Lance being involved. And he settled for $6.85 million with one point or. 8.65, yeah, 1.65 going to um, uh, Floyd. Floyd, Chief Weed. Um, <clears throat> and then 5 million to be split, which I believe Floyd gets another 1 point. He gets 20% or 25%. I thought it was only 6.5 and, and Floyd was getting like 1.6 of it. No, well, so Floyd, besides the settlement, Floyd's getting 1.65 for lawyers. Oh, gotcha. And then the government keeps, and then the government keeps the rest. And then he gets... 20% of the lawsuit as well. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And okay. then and then Floyd's trying to do the right thing and give people their money back that donated to his I'm clean fund, even though he knew he wasn't clean for many, <laughs> many, many years. I just don't know how you how you go down that wormhole where you accept money from others for something that you've done. Right. Very similar to with with <clears throat> there's a lot of things that I that, that I think Lance has gotten screwed gotten the raw end of the stick with right and there's other things you even said that in the note that yeah like the like the agreement with the SCA over the um, over the five million dollar payment mm-hmm. you know Lance probably should have just walked away from that and just said hey I got screwed and I really don't understand why anyone would take insurance out for them to win the event it's a really odd way to to, to do insurance like a high school or a college football player who knows they're going to go to the NFL takes insurance if they don't go to the NFL that pays a certain amount. Right. They don't they don't take out insurance on whether they're going to be the number one drafted wide receiver. When do we put an insurance policy on your vocal cords? 
They're always a little scratchy. But it's more the Michigan nasally voice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. <clears throat> I think we'd have to have some revenue first. That's true. Which we're working on. <laughs> um, so, so what does this mean for Lance? Does anything change as far as his... Well, the possibility... Originally, the government was seeking the full $32.2 million that the U.S. Postal Service sponsored the team for. And so, tri- Treble... Um, actually, we should have brought uh, Chris Nuziata in on this episode. He could have lawyered us up. <laughs> Do you want to get him on speakerphone? <laughs> should we call him? <clears throat> I don't know... It, do we have to like do the disclaimer before you even start speaking? Or if he says Chris one word, Zunziata, do not represent the views of my The ideas or the or the representation. Their likeness is not replicated. But they had an opportunity to go for triple damages, which they were trying for, which puts it at a hundred million dollars uh, that Lance would have to pay if found. It'd be very, very, very challenging. Very similar to the NFL uh, lawsuit with the USFL sued the NFL. Mm-hmm. And they did feel that legally that there was probably some repercussions that should happen. But monetarily, no. They awarded $1 just to say, yes, you're right. But but you you the reason you aren't in business any longer isn't because of what the NFL did. You ran yourself out of business. So... On this way, on this this morning, on my way to work, I just happened to see that a stages episode posted up on my um, pod podcast app. So I, I had no other podcast to listen to, so I just listened to it. It was twenty five minutes long. That's it. Mm-hmm. Five minutes of it covered the race. The other <laughs> twenty minutes covered on the edge, but on the edge. J JB asking about. Lance, Lance starts out and JB Custom he's no, we're not talking about this. We're we're going into the big news. The big news. <laughs> so they talked about <clears throat> Lance's uh I guess settlement um and how it affects their show. So Lance thought this was gonna go on a lot longer than it did. He had rented out an apartment in Washington, DC. He was expecting to yeah. be there Monday. Well it was Thursday. supposed to start May seventh. Right. So and they he, had the government had called like forty something witnesses. Mm-hmm. So he was expecting to be in Washington for the entire month of May, basically. Yes. Um, but now, well, he Airbnb is in. That's yeah. He, he, but he can't get it back. <laughs> you have sixty cancel sixty days before. <laughs> we should go up to Washington and stay in his apartment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> like we can afford that. Um. So the one thing that came out was now they're planning on going to the Giro in Israel. Yes. And the tour of California. Well, well let's start with the Giro. How many times has Lance Armstrong raced the Giro? Based on my, the, my reading I did before this episode once. Once. Lance Armstrong went to the Giro once. And he wasn't even trying to win. It was actually probably because he got paid in 2009 to go. So the entire time that he had an opportunity to win the Giro and he's the in 09? Yes. And he knew he couldn't win. Right. He's never gone to the Giro to try to win. So that, to me... Okay, but this this brings up a bigger issue. Remember back in July or August, after Froome won the Tour, 
Why is this guy going to the Volta? Yes. Why is this guy going to the Volta? Yes. <laughs> and I told you why. Because Lance no, no. only focused on the tour. No. And but, but he's questioning why Froome's going to the Volta. Why the hell was he going to the Giro in 09 if he was dirty? Because he got paid. And he knew he couldn't win the Tour de France any longer. Mm. Where did he finish? I mean, that was the year he waved Horner away mm. on Radio Shack, I think. Was that the one? What was the, the what was the race that Horner was in that he finished concussed, and he didn't realize he finished the race? Was that the same one? No. Uh, was that a I think that was the Volta. The Volta he won, I think. Uh-uh. He ended up abandoning after that stage. It might. It was probably the tour afterwards. Okay. Because okay. he really felt like he had an opportunity to actually win. Right. The the Tour de France, and he ended up winning the Volta at forty two years old. I think. Wow. Yeah. Um, so, they'll be in Israel. He's not allowed to actually be at the race. Well, he, they wouldn't, they can't give him media credentials or, he can't be affiliated with cycling. He has a lifetime ban. Um, how do they get the Airstream over there? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you can borrow, I'm sure you can borrow an Airstream in Israel somehow. All right, so we, we were, we had... A couple hot dogs. We we had. I brought up the hot dogs last time. We made hot dogs for you. They're very good. Thank you. Um, and we were talking to Jess. Jess actually said, "Oh, I went to see Lance race yeah. back at the Tour the of Georgia." Tour of Georgia. So I told you I'd tell you my. I think I've told this story on the air once, but I may not. Are you sure? I think I have. The Cipollini story. Yeah. So my friend Darren and I. Darren's like, "Hey, we're going to the Tour of Georgia. It's out in Rome." It's a double stage day. They finish their stage downtown. They do a couple loops. And then in the afternoon, like four hours later, there's a time trial up. I don't know if it's a mountain or a big hill or whatever up in Rome. Yeah. Well, I think it's up where, um, uh, I forget. I think there's a school up there and I forget what it is. Barry College? I wanted to say Barry, but I don't think the Barry's on top of the hill. I think it's further outside of town. So I go with Darren, <clears throat> um, the guy who got me into cycling. That right. I used to work with. Right. Um, we go to the stage. It's me, him, and somebody else. I can't remember who the other person was. But we, we park at the bottom of the hill. Right. And we and walk, walk maybe like a mile, mile and a half up. Hmm. And we're sitting like right on an S-turn. On, up, going uphill though, still. Right. So we're watching this and all the different guys are coming by. And then Cipollini comes by. And there's, we're talking to maybe these two guys that are on the other side of the road. And one's taking pictures of everybody. Like got a really nice camera. Cipollini comes up the hill and he's like, you know, he's dogging it. He's, he's showboating like he normally does. And uh, sure enough, he sees the guy with the camera. And as he turns, so the guy's on the inside right? as he's turning right. So the guy's shooting him. And sure enough, he looks under his arm. And, and gets just to make sure he gets a good just, shot. Just to make sure he gets a good shot at Cipollini, which was amazing. That's I mean, awesome. Because he knew he wasn't going to win that stage. Right. Well, he came over for the vacation. Right. <laughs> or was he with Rock Racing at the time? Uh, no, he was still with one of the big clubs. One of the big Italian I teams. Phone. Maybe. I don't remember. It was, what, 04? No, I was going to say, yeah. Ish. That's before we even met. Yeah, probably. Hmm. Um, other news this week. Andy Reese. Reese? Reese? Yep, cycling news. Yep, Andy Reese passed away. He's seventy-five years old. 
<laughs> it kind of comes full circle. Yes. The owner of Phonak. <laughs> well, he made his money. His family made his family made the, the money from aids. yeah, yeah from Phonak and. But uh, yeah. owner owner of um, BMC bikes and the BMC. Well, team. he bought BMC. He got into cycling in the early two or yeah, I think he started sponsoring small clubs and stuff in the, in the late nineties, and he became an enthusiast of of the sport and kind of worked his way up also as a. Um, uh, <clears throat> as a um, team sponsor slash use art my company's names slash and that's really why um, uh, that's really how how cycling works a lot of times um, uh, I, I, I don't think BMC is going to fold they are going to have to some of the sponsors are going to have to provide more money right. I think they have quite a bit of money in the bank they could probably go at least one season if not two with what they have in the bank um, so they're very well run teams they and added that eighth color to their jersey the blue, <laughs> the blue tag like on the shoulder yeah. the, I forget what the blue is for but they uh, Jim Oshowitz does a very good job of, of circling up and Oshowitz has been with Reese since since the Phonak days, actually, um, when he kind of came in. Um, back to Lance real quick. So they're covering the the tour of California as well. They're going to do stages from there. Well, but Lance is going to do everything he possibly can to get his his name as close to cycling. As he, he can. so what he said this morning was they were going to cover the women's race. Yes, more than I the men's that. race. I saw that, which I found a bit surprising. Is that like a loophole? Um, no, the, the women's side of the sport has a lot of traction right now. They're trying to... Why, because um, it's clean? <laughs> yeah, maybe a little bit of that. Um, but the ladies are, are trying to get uh, minimum wages and some of the same oh, gotcha. uh, type of work environment rules that the men have. Unfortunately for the women, in, obviously the... A women's Tour de France doesn't generate the same revenue as men's Tour de France. Unfortunately, and, no. <clears throat> and there are some races that do, um, a lot of the Belgian races do a lot of the same for the women as the men on the same day that finish up uh, earlier in the day than than, than the men's races. Um, so the, the it's, uh, it's an easy play for Lance. He can kind of act like he's trying to help someone else. Yeah, it's an area that he hasn't he hasn't really upset anyone in yet. Right. Well, I saw and I saw when I'm doing all the the when I'm writing the show um, that all the classics had a female race as well. Usually, yeah. all the well, all the UCI uh, cla- classics monuments uh, world tour events have some sort of women's racing associated with them in Europe mm-hmm. and in the United States. There's other parts of the world that haven't, that aren't necessarily that way. Um, which race do you want to cover first? Whichever you go, knock Tour, knock. Tour of the Alps. I'm ready. Tour of the Alps. Tour of the Alps. Five. Oh, stage. poor Fumi. <laughs> poor Fumi didn't win. Finished fourth. Fourth. Uh, your winner, Thibaut Pinot. Awesome. It's good for him. Yeah. Uh, is he in the Giro? He's, a, he's going for the Giro. He was fourth last year in the Giro, um, just off the podium. He's I a think contender. he had one bad day. He's a uh, contender. He's a, he doesn't quite have the time-trialing skill as Dumoulin has, uh, but he does have that French racing flair. Yes. 
uh, which is... He's one of the few French writers I actually kind of enjoy watching. I like Bardet also. Yeah. No, the, the, those young guys are... Yeah. Yeah, the Folklers, thank God he's gone. I'm glad you agree. <laughs> that son of a bitch for 10 years just haunted oh. me every year. And there isn't a chance on the planet that that guy was clean. <laughs> 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 Sorry. <laughs> Am I getting sued for that? I need my lawyer. Yeah. Let's call I'd, be, I'd be watching it. <laughs> I'd be watching it at night. I'd be like, God damn it. Just because what? I go, yeah. fucking Vokler's out in front again. Yeah. <laughs> well, showboating that, it up. Well, yeah, the, towards the end of his career, the only thing he'd really do is, would be to go into early breaks. Yeah. And then he, he wasn't the strongest in the four or five guy breaks anyway, so it was just to kind of show what was going on. Get your car, get your car some yards. Yes. <laughs> um, anything like odd from the tour about? I mean, this is the first time. Well, Froome win not years. winning is when Froome not winning is super is super odd. I think, and we've talked about this before. The days where you go do twelve to fourteen um, day training camps in Tenerife, or the Sierra <laughs> Nevadas in Spain, or that. Those don't prepare you as well as racing does. Right. And I think we're getting, we're, once Sky's done and gone off the face of the earth, we will, those kind of camps will be, yes, if you get sick or you can't, or you miss the start of the Giro and you need something, there is a place in the sport for those, for those training camps. But really the best way to get better at racing now is to actually race and seeing Nibali and um, a lot of the other Giro contenders at Liège and Amstel Gold and um, uh, Flesh Ballon and these races is much better to see than and much better for the sport than sitting on some mountaintop avoiding drug testers and and just riding all day. Mm-hmm. Um, from what I read, it was the first time Sky hadn't won that race in four years. Four years, yeah. But they've never won the Giro either. Well, I don't think they're going to win it this year. Uh, they didn't win it last year either. I don't think they're going to win it this year. No. Probably not. I, well, with Froome trying... Well, actually, if he got a six... Well, if he got a six-month ban... So the problem for Froome right now is if he would have just sat out and waited for it, the the ban would have been post-dated. And then he could have started the second that he cleared this whole thing up. Yep. And it, and he very easily could get six to nine months. And that's totally fair. Mm-hmm. Totally, totally, totally Absolutely. fair. <clears throat> and so he could have gone that route. Instead, he chose this route. I'm not sure if he was worried that the UCI might drag its feet if they knew that he was staying out. Right. Um, which would be detrimental to him and his income and, and yep. what he's doing. But he would have been much better getting this cleared up and then racing the Volta and missing the Tour <clears throat> and, then, and then proving to the world that he can win the Volta clean than he can if he has an adverse, ad, 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 adverse finding. Um, I, I don't foresee him winning that race. The Giro? Yeah. I don't think so either. I don't know that he'll be able to finish that race. No, he'll be fine to finish. No, I don't think they'll let him finish the race. Oh, um, it'd be unusual for them in the to, middle of the race in the middle of the race to try to get something done, especially with the timeline. It, you would think if they were close enough that they could get something done, they would have done something the week before. Right. Which we still have another week to actually get done. Uh, but there is a lot of scientific stuff, and uh, Froome has his rights, and so 
you know, nothing wrong, nothing wrong with that. I'm not trying to keep anyone from from what they deserve, but they should they should also if they if they are found guilty, that should do their time appropriately. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Flesh Malone, Julian Alaphilippe is your winner. Yeah, Frenchman. Quick step fours. Yep. Dominating the classics this year. Yeah. Well, they won Liège also with Jungles uh, a bit later, so that That's was uh, coming up next. <laughs> Well, it all happened within one episode. So. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, very cla- Actually, both wins were very classy. Both wins were very um, were super cool to watch. Um, uh, the, the racing, uh, I haven't been traveling on Sundays, uh, and with me working late on Saturday nights, I've been catching the race on sun- the race on the Sunday morning races. It's uh, it's uh, one of my favorite times of year. Like everyone else, spring. It, well, championship we, season. We, we haven't had spring this year no, in Georgia. No, it's been awful. It's been awful. So it isn't like I've been feeling like, oh, I want to go out and ride on Sunday morning anyways. Right. Um, so it was a very classy win by Alaphilippe. Uh, quick Step really has dialed in the team uh, format. Uh, well, their season's over now, so. <laughs> well, they'll win. Jungles uh, could. Well, they got a couple three, more classics. Co- no, top, no, no more classics. Liège is the end of classic season. Uh, I think Jungles was sixth or seventh in the Giro last year. Really, and that's what he's focusing on. Uh, so it's good to see an average-sized human being actually doing well and and uh, able to climb. Uh, uh, you know, he really climbed quite a bit faster than everybody else in in Liège. So, um, Flash Malone, Valverde finished second. Do you want this London Pride or do you want the Guinness? You want to switch? Yeah, I'll switch. Huh? It's up to you. I'll switch. I don't mind. Oh, I don't mind either. It's not like I'm going to turn something down. I know. <laughs> I just want to make sure you're happy. Oh. <clears throat> you're happy, I'm happy. I'm such a guest today. You've cooked hot dogs and made dinner, mac and cheese. I spilled beer on my laptop or on my uh, on your iPad. iPad. All right, where were we? Um, Are you talking about Valverde being second? Yeah. Fresh, fresh, full on. And I think Valverde has five wins in both Flesh and Liège. Yeah, he's or had a strong wins in Liège. Strong early part of the season. Well, he goes strong all the time. But it, you know, he had that. Well, he's that he's wrapping wreck. up. He's wrapping up yeah. his his. He's not doing the Giro, so he's going to wrap up, take a few weeks off, and then start training and, and doing the pre uh, Tour de France races. Mm-hmm. And uh, the news at Movistar is. Landa, Valverde, and Quintana are going to the tour together. Nice. nice. Yes. Is there going to be a fist fight? <laughs> uh, Is there with going a, uh, two two Spaniards and a mm-hmm. Colombian? And the <laughs> Colombian's probably like five foot five and one hundred and ten pounds. pounds. <laughs> so no no fist fights. Um, I think it'll be one where, especially with after uh, Quick Step having the start of the year that they've had. And showing what can be done team wise, I think the strongest person will get the most uh, will get the most support at the tour. It's going to be it'll be a amazingly fantastic tour if Chris Froome is not allowed to start. It will be a great tour if he is, and I just don't think that I don't think Team Sky has the morale, the EQ factor high enough that they they can't withstand this. Even they just. It's pretty obvious watching them on the roads how poorly they race for Kwiatkowski, 
Kukowski was alone in an 18-person group after they worked so hard to keep things together at Flesh Alone. They're, they're emotionally, they're really having a hard time. The cool, the cool part, and I, I didn't quite understand this when I was younger. It wasn't until I was in my 20s and I was watching more <coughs> European racing. And as an American, as an American, as an American, I believe in Rocky. I believe in Rudy. I believe in the underdog. And I didn't quite understand morale, how a French person or a European person talks about morale and how things are going. And in order for them to win races, they have to have this, the, everything has to go correctly from the bikes to the mechanics right. to the team car to the number of flats they have. And this, because as an American that has no ancestry before the late 1800s in this country, I've, I always consider, you know, it's me against the world. Right. <laughs> and and the European version of that, and the, even the British version of that, is they have a very difficult time if unexpected circumstances occur before events, and this happens a lot in soccer, mm -hmm. um, where weird, weird things happen or weird dynamics. Yep. Um, occur and they just feel off where as a North American or, or an American we don't think that way the, we, we check we close that door when the game starts and then we participate in our activity and then we close the door again and then we go back to moping or feeling sorry for ourselves or do whatever but during game time you don't need to have a perfect lead up to or a perfect life or a perfect whatever to achieve what you need to achieve cycling wise. Yeah. Um, leash best on leash. Bob Jungles, we talked about briefly. Well, it was a great race for Michael Woods. Yes. He's a Canadian young person. Uh, transferred over. Five, I believe. 24, 25 years old. He's older than that. I think he might be a 27 or a 28 year old. Okay. You want to look that up? Or you I'm going to. Um, he came to the sport really, really, really late. Uh, I believe he was already in, he was already uh, not a national champion in Canada, but I think he was close to representing Canada at the Olympics for maybe the 5,000 or the 10,000 meter. Uh, oh, 31. Yeah. Wow. I think he got into, he got into professional cycling when he was, 27 or 28 years old. Looks like he might have gone to Michigan? As a runner? I don't think he went to Michigan. Did he? I'm thinking that... Go Blue! I'm thinking that might be him. Uh, oh, maybe he did. Those are some shorty shorts. Yeah, those are some nut huggers. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he had a very hard time with some of the uh, dynamics of cycling. And it's very similar to... Um, I remember, I thought it was Lee Trevino, but it might be Harvey Pinnett when they talk about golf. Mm -hmm. When you come to golf later in life, like gentlemen that want to, they are CEOs of companies and they're worth hundreds of millions of dollars and they want to be on the senior golf tour. Right. And I think it's Lee Trevino that used to tell them, like, you can get, you can get close, but you're always going to be missing those one or two strokes per round that come from playing when you're 11 12, 13 years old. Right. And most people on the receiving end of that comment 
can take it personally or not understand. He's just being honest. There's yeah. something about growing up with the game, especially if you watch your father yeah. or your uncles or your brothers or or someone play the game. There's something about that that allows you to find those one or two things. And Michael Woods, this Michael Woods at Liège was with jungles as he attacked and he dropped but he actually got the place back i heard it was on the downhill uh, he had problems i, I thought he lost place. five seconds uh, on the downhill uh the american uh, national pro race champion um uh warbass was in the group looking great when it got down to about 30 people and of course he lost his rear wheel in a turn <sighs> and splashed himself all over the road mm. he got back up he still finished but it's unfortunate because it looked like he was having a good day but michael woods really should have been able to stay with jungles through and he probably wouldn't have had to do work as long as he promised not to uh sprint for the finish and that i thought that was his best opportunity for for second but he actually showed some huge nuts and him and bardet attacked on the second the last climb and held it off all the way to the finish and woods actually sprinted it out and looked like an appropriate bike racer that's good um, Roman Bardet finishes third. Yes. Is what I wrote down. Yeah. Do you want to, is there anything you want to sum up about what we talked about for cycling? Do you want to make any comments, any statements? I mean, we will be posting your statement on our <laughs> social media after the uh, episode for Scott Patton to argue with you about. <laughs> About the, the uh, we did talk about the SCA promotions deal and the insurance. Um, that one's kind of odd. The other thing I just sent you, it's actually, it's a great, um, I just emailed it to you. It's a great history of North American kind of cycling from the 80s on and how Tom Weissel and uh, Tailwind Sports. And what the hell is this? It's a really great, and we're gonna post that on. I'd like to post that with the with the podcast because I, for myself, I forget that sometimes people don't know a lot of the history of the sport right. that I do. So there are times where I kind of skip over, I skip over some things, but this 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 timeline actually shows how incestuous and how morally corrupt. Some organizations around Lance. And I'm not even blaming Lance for this. You know, when, when someone sees a gravy train coming or heading out of station, a lot of people will head out with it and other people other people won't. So, but this this does a great job of explaining USA Cycling's, um, how they're involved with what mm-hmm. was going on, um, how Brunel kind of ties in uh, to what's going on. Um you know, uh, and you read it a little bit, you know, Lance isn't obviously to blame for all this. I don't understand how the government feels that if the U.S. Postal Service hired Tailwind Sports to represent them as a cycling team, and Lance is only 10% owner of Tailwind Sports, I don't understand how someone can pay 175000 for that to go away, and Lance can be on the hook for $100 million. Right. To me, as an American citizen, as a as someone who takes a lot of pride in in living correctly in the United States and paying my proper tax dollars and doing the right thing, I think that is that's disgusting. Yeah. 
That's just, to, it's not right. It doesn't. The, it, the agreement never was with Lance Armstrong personally. Yeah. And I don't think Lance's signature is on any form of paper that you that would be on the U.S. Postal Service. Now, Tailwind Sports might have had to provide a contract that they have with Lance to make sure that he was on the team for that. I could totally see that side of, of what's going on. But this is actually what shows that Lance was probably about 10, maybe 15% owner of Tailwind Sports when the Postal Service was, was in there. And then it also, you know... The U.S. Postal Service also, it looks like they got about $685,000 worth of revenue over what they had done previously yep. by sponsoring the team. So automatically you have to take raw number for raw number. And so, and then if they were, def- if the U.S. Postal was defrauded, why would they renew the agreement and then choose not to renew later? Right. That's, that's well, just that, That's one of the most poorly run government offices that exists. Well, it is pretty amazing that you can walk out your door and find something that someone mailed to you two days earlier anywhere in the country. Yeah. That's pretty neat. It is, but it, can, it loses $4 billion a year, every year. On, on <laughs> I, Well, it, the, um, it loses $4 billion because, because the, the government, the Congress actually requires it to set aside $5.2 billion for taking care of the health care, which they promised from previous generations. Mm. And so it's a pretty interesting... What do, you, what do you think? You haven't given any of your opinions. On what? You list? haven't even mentioned the poster. You should open it up right now. <laughs> okay, I'll open it up. I got, Michael, I got Mike a gift. I've been trying to get it to him since Christmas and his birthday... And um, I've had it for a long time. I thought at first it might be, um, what's his name from Germany? Jan Jan Or- I thought it might have been Jan Ork. Kaiser? I'll put it up right next to the... Uh... The Wall of Shame. <laughs> it's a it's an Oakley poster of Lance Armstrong in the 96 Olympics, which I was at by the governor's mansion on the hill hanging out. And so it, I think it's just a couple weeks before Lance realizes that he has cancer. Uh, Frankie Andreu got fourth in that race, uh, so it was great to watch. It actually finished up Petrie Road, right? It oh, goes, yeah, came. You, they made the left off of Petrie Battle and headed up the hill uh, towards the churches, and they bent around the right, and then the finish line was right there. So I love it, and I hate it at the same time. Well, that's fine. <laughs> it is. It is pretty fantastic. Though. Cool. He looks like he's on. Steroids in that picture. <laughs> well, his sleeves are cut because his jersey doesn't fit right. He had a bad day. Everyone was marking him because they knew he wanted to win, um, and he wasn't going all that. He wasn't going all that well physically. It was kind of late in the year. Yeah, I think it was in late August. Um, all right, on to Atlanta United. Did you catch the game? Yeah, I think I was pretty drunk, but I think oh, this Saturday. Yes. Or the previous this Saturday, Saturday. it was a late this game. Sa- this Saturday, I was just checking in every now and then, so it was one nothing all the way to 70, 70 something minute, and then there's a penalty. So I didn't see the galaxy. Did we already talk about that? Oh, we already did talk about um, the, the uh, New York Football Club. Yeah, that was a great game. Yeah, um, but then I think it was later when I when I said that uh, Manchester City is tied to New York Football Club as owners. Yes. And that's a lot of the reasons for the colors and the uh, the manager and the... The European influence. The, yeah, and the way the game went. Um, 
Interesting match this week. LA Galaxy, Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> I like how you pointed it. <laughs> um, you, Los Angeles, are welcome. God bless. God late, bless me. Late start, 10.30. Oh, it's great Saturday for night. Yeah, but that's 7.30 yeah, in sure. Carson. No, it's... I mean, hey. Because they, they play in... I don't care about they Carson. Play Stubhub. I care about Atlanta. They play, they play at StubHub, don't they? Yes. They, do they play Galaxy or... The Galaxy plays there. Yeah. Do they play the Galaxy or do they play the other one? The they LA, play the Galaxy. The LA Football Club. They played the LA Football Club here a couple weeks ago. That's right. Okay. Um, so the Galaxy play at StubHub. That's where the Velodrome is. That's yep. where we go mm-hmm. for Nationals. It's a great time. They do a great job. I actually like... Um, I actually like Carson. It's good, hard-working. A lot of Raiders fans. Nice. A lot of... Uh, uh, Raiders. Oh, old, old holdovers. Well, that's the that's the south side of town, so it has a little different flavor okay. than the uh, than the other parts of Los Angeles. There's a little edge to it. Nice. So, interesting game from a, a few different perspectives. We get um, a penalty shot, maybe 15 minutes in the game. Martinez takes it off the post. You're kidding? Nope. <laughs> He could have, I wrote this down, he could have had four goals. <laughs> but instead he got one. Wow. And the one he got was like a sloppy one that he just kind of threw his body at and put it in. <laughs> he's been a little disinter- disinterested. He's got that I, broken, I'll, that I'll, broken I'll hand. And, yeah, he's been a little disinterested. Um, he missed the penalty kick off the bar. He hit a crossbar on a shot. And then he whiffed. And I think he hurt himself when he whiffed. Like, he pulled his groin or he pulled an oblique or something like that. Really? He, oh, is he, that when they pulled it? I saw they subbed, he, he, they the, subbed for him. That was towards the end of the first half. He played into the second half, but they pulled him maybe like 10, 15 minutes left in the game. Gotcha. But he he, he really torqued his, his leg, and it looked like he pulled something. Wow. Um, Barco looked really good. The midfield was Barco... Uh, Nagby and uh, Almiron, and it's just it's there's the three of them together. It's they're going to be very hard to beat with those three in the midfield. Really? Yeah, they're, they 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 kind of dot. We had like sixty percent um, possession. Can we speed up the field anyhow? Can we can we mow it? That was the one thing I think they had an issue with playing on grass. They slowed them down so much. Slowed them down a little bit. Because yeah. mm-hmm. they played what the last three or four at home. Right. Or they play the last three or four on turf. So, um... Goddamn Guzan. Clean sheet. <laughs> he got a clean sheet? He got a clean sheet. Oh. I guess he wasn't that bad then. Nah, he, he, he made... There was, he made one or two really nice saves. Uh, but he, I think he only faced maybe like seven or eight shots. Wow. Um, and the, the one save he made, it was a really good save. And he made a second save after it. He made one save on an offside and then made the second save, but the, the ref blew it dead for offside. But he, was he there played, something wrong with the defense, or was it just good play? Uh, well, I mean, you're play, playing against Ibrahim, the, the very European-style club again. Well, they just got off a European game anyways. Mm-hmm. So just like in the NFL, a lot of times if you play similar teams or even college uh, Georgia will put Georgia Tech with Georgia Southern close together, yep. so that they see the, the so that they see the spread or the mm-hmm. um, option, uh, the option, uh, the triple option very often. 
And and there's just times, and especially when you get playoffs, like NBA playoffs currently, or playoffs, playoffs, um, where there's just teams that don't match up very well, or or where the underdog just has such a be- better chance of beating the better team than another better team that doesn't play as well in certain areas of the game. It was it was interesting to see a team press the Atlanta defense similar to how we press other teams, right. And that's kind of why the game was so low scoring and they got plenty of good opportunities and stuff like that. Um, Atlanta did. No. LA, uh, got, LA did? LA got some good opportunities Well, you must well. have had pulled all your Violet's hair out. No. I, no. We, we well, controlled the ball. right there. That's only for hockey games. It's uh. <laughs> <laughs> only for hockey games. Um, this week, they play Montreal. So really, they're just going Saturday to Saturday to Saturday right now. Yeah, I think they did play one. When did the midweek games start? uh, Maybe not till June, July. Till kids are out of school kind of time. Maybe, yeah. Um, Well, I think because the other European leagues are still wrapping up, that's why. Oh. Because they don't want to compete against the UEFA tournament. Right. They don't want to compete against the Well, understandable. Yeah, yeah. Um, we've, we've already discussed how confusing the premier. You 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 would never think of something going through the winter, yeah, for a European sport that just isn't natural, and then Premier League does that. So. Yeah. Um, this weekend they've got Montreal. Montreal just came off a five nothing loss to LAFC. <laughs> so um, I I, I'm expecting a goal scoring Palooza Saturday at noon. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it must be a away game because they've been home two weeks in a row. No? Home. They were in L.A. Oh, that's right. 10.30 start. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's an early game on Saturday, like 12.30 or 1. Here? Here. Wow. <coughs> Against Montreal. So, should be interesting. Um, only got a couple other stories. I wanted to do a recap kind of of the NHL playoffs. Um, I sent you the link to uh, David Putty. I did. I saw that the previous game. It was, was, from, game was in, it was from game four. He was in. He was in some of the stuff from a previous game. Uh, the Lightning playing the uh, the Devils. Uh, never like I. I turned on. I turned on the Lightning Devil game on Sun. Uh, I forget what day of the week it was, but immediately the Lightning the the Lightning gave up. Um, power play and it wasn't three seconds in the power play where one of the defensemen trips across the blue line it had to been one of the forwards on the on the on the power on the power play defense tripped the devil's guy across the blue line for three on five two minutes into the game oh. 153 of two on, on three on five did they get two or they no won? they just got one goal right away it, in three seconds after faceoff they scored and so they got back to, to power play, and then they ended up winning the game, I think, 3-1. So I'll try and share the link to... If, for those who don't know, David Putty was a character on Seinfeld, played by... Oh, what the heck is his name? Uh, he does all the, the Enterprise commercials now. That'll come to me in a minute. David right. Putty was Lane's boyfriend who was a mechanic. Who yes. Was huge New Jersey Devils fan. Yes. In the TV show. And in the the famous episode where the he, he's running around town 
with his face painted, and he yes. yells at the priest, <laughs> "We're the devils!" <laughs> well, he they invited him out to game four, and he was screaming on the jumbotron, "We're the devils!" Yes, <laughs> I'll, I'll post the link from Twitter uh, later for everybody. Uh, it was quite quite amusing, uh, especially for a um, a uh, Seinfeld fan. Now on to the big business. Your Atlanta Thrashers have advanced to the second round. Winnipeg? Four to one defeat. I'd rather go to Thunder Bay than Winnipeg. <laughs> Thunder Bay doesn't have the Thunder Bay Bombers. We can watch the uh, what are they called? The juniors. We can the Thunder watch Bay the, Bombers. I bet you the jun- juniors in Thunder Bay would be more I'd, I'd be more Thunder Bay against Hamilton. <laughs> um How many bars do you think we can go to in Thunder Bay? How many? Night. <laughs> how many? Should do you we want do it? like two days? Should we go like a Friday to Sunday afternoon? Like how many bars in Thunder Bay can we go to? <laughs> hmm. One an hour. Uh, could we put plaques on the wall that says Beavis and Barman and Bevo have been here? Wing Factory champion. Yes. <laughs> and we just take pictures at every place as we put it. We call for the manager and then we take a picture. <laughs> uh, all right. So. NHL playoffs. Six teams have advanced already for the second round. There's only one. There's only one series undecided. I thought two. Oh, Washington's winning right now, one nothing over Columbus. And the Bruins and Bruins and Toronto were tied one one when I looked at and it. And and that'll be the winner that goes to Tampa. Yes, the winner of the Columbus series play, plays Pittsburgh. Uh, all right, so the Winnipeg Jets have moved on for the first time in their history wow, as the new Winnipeg Jets. Uh, and they get the lucky draw how's, of the Nashville Predators. <laughs> how's how's Kovalchuk playing? <laughs> He's coming back next year. Is he? How old is he? 36, 37? Jimmy Key? Jimmy <laughs> Key? How old is he? 206? <laughs> <laughs> we can bring him up a little early. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Thrasher's Preds. Then the, this is the, the interesting one to me, and I brought this up to you earlier. Both teams sweep. Oh, tie game. 1-1 Columbus. Um, Who coaches Columbus? John, angry at everyone, Tortorella. <laughs> he guaranteed victory tonight. Did he? He did. He guaranteed victory. He said, we'll be back in Washington for game seven. Wow. Um, and we'll get to that in a minute. Interesting second round matchup. Sharks, who swept Anaheim. Right. Play against the Golden Knights, who swept. Who did they play? I don't remember now. It's so hard to keep. Well, they the swept them, so they're the not Dallas, even worth talking no. about. Yeah, so they swept whoever they played. Yeah. Uh, oh, the Kings. Yeah, L.A. So the two goalies in this series, Mark Andre Fleury, I'm wearing my Fleury shirt tonight. You got your Golden Knights jersey. Yeah, my Penguins Fleury shirt on. Uh, Mark Andre Fleury in the series, three goals allowed. Wow. That's a point six five goals against. Nine seventy seven save percentage against. Uh, Martin Jones. I almost called him Seth Jones. Martin Jones. Goals against average. One. Save percentage. 970. Wow. A lot of one nothing, 2-1 ball games in that one. Ball games? Puck games. <laughs> Whatever you want to call them. Um, all right. Tampa Bay has moved on. They will face the winner of... They beat New Jersey 4-1. They'll either they'll, get the Maple Leafs or the Bruins. They'll get the Maple Leafs or the Bruins. Did you catch any of the Pittsburgh game yesterday? Um, the only thing I've seen out of Pittsburgh 
is a lot of penalties in those games. Yes. There were a lot of penalties. So, Pitts, Malkin... A lot of cross-checking. Yes. Um, a, a lot, lot of high-sticking, not, not called. A, yeah. A lot, lot of... Referee, I mean, if there was blood drawn, yes, they were going it, but it was, it was rough. It was, the refereeing was really bad, especially in a, a series where those teams typically don't like each other very much. Right. You wouldn't have been able to tell that from the first four games, but the last two games got a little bit uh, rowdy. Um, so, interesting, game six, no Evgeny Malkin, so the number two center's out. Penguins go down one nothing early, end up... Uh, going up 2-1 to one in the first. Uh, I'm sorry. Ends up 2-2 two, two end of the first. Right. Flyers go up 4-2 with about six minutes left in the second. Then the Penguins scores six unanswered goals. Dang. Well, six goals, and then the Flyers get a late one to make it 8-5. Jake Gensel ends up with four goals. Wow. In the series, Sidney Crosby... Six games, six goals, seven assists. I saw that. Jake Gensel, six goals, seven assists. And the best part was then the Philadelphia fans showed up. (laughs) (laughs) They were throwing everything they could find onto the ice. And it wasn't bolted down? And the best part was that the the press asked Sid Sid Crosby after the game, (laughs) what was it? He goes, some of those cans were full of beer. (laughs) <laughs> I guess they have to be full to throw them that far. <laughs> I can see that. Um, Washington up 3-2. That game's tied. Bruins up 3-2. That game was tied. I don't know what the score is now. Um, was there something else I wanted to bring up? The only other thing I wrote down for last week was uh, for Major League Baseball. Or you, your cheating Braves will come back down to earth. They're twelve and eight. I told you it was more. It was more about who they were playing and less about how how they were playing. Drew said Swanson's batting like three fifty though. I did see that, and then um, actually, uh, uh, I don't know the other kid. The other kid he said batting three fifty two. Um, a couple of them are pretty hot. It's early. It's early in the year. Um, uh, but the first baseman took a Freddie pitch. Freddie Freeman's out Freddie for the year. Freddie. Is or he broke out for his, the year? It looks like he broke his wrist in the same exact they, they, It's negative, but they list him as day to day just to, so people have to plan on it. But it's probably going to be two or three weeks before he's back. Um, Boston, seventeen and four. They'll come back. The East is too hard. They got me. no hit the other day. Did they get no hit, or did they have a no hitter? They got no hit. Oh, I was watching the. Remember Gary Thorne? Yes. Guy used to call hockey on ESPN. Yes. Or he calls the Oriole games. Oh, really? Some, and he ends up playing the Orioles all weekend. Listen to Gary Thorne. It's <laughs> awesome. It's just awesome. He is a good voice. He is a great voice. Uh, he was saying that that was the best team to ever get no hit, like record-wise. But no, no, but think about it. Like, well, I, Yeah, it makes sense. Like highest winning percentage ever to get no hit, which is I a, can see that. Uh, interesting stat. But it's... Hitters are arbitrary. Sure. Um, your Cleveland Indians, first pace. My Cleveland Indians? Our Cleveland Indians. You know, I'm sorry, I your Detroit Tigers, my Cleveland Indians. Uh, <laughs> not an Indians fan, but I did have someone come up to me at Starbucks, I think. With a Chief Wahoo hat? He was trying to explain to me Bobby Benide. 
What the, as if you didn't know about it. <laughs> That's the same face I made. Because <laughs> we, I think we were talking about the Mets. And because um, he had some Mets on, and I was like, "Oh, Mets fan." Patrick that, uh, Warburton, that's Putty's name. <laughs> Patrick Warburton, nice. Um, yeah, we talked about that. We recorded on Bobby Benita. I know, but it's we've weird only got like one more, one or two more, I think. Well, so I think after this discussion, we need to re we need to re we make sure that we know what Bobby Benita Day is. It's July first or July tenth? I cannot remember. It's one point nine every July first. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it ends. This might be the last one. I think it. Um, let's see. It's either eighteen or twenty. How many of the games did Bobby Benilla play for the Mets? Oh, under a hundred. One twenty. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it wasn't. Did he get hurt or did he just play terribly? I think he might have gotten hurt because I don't think they'd cut him for no reason. He played till 01. Let's see here. Bobby Bonilla stats. For the Mets, he played. Oh, he played a lot of games. Nope, he didn't. <laughs> 300. So he played, he played about 430. So he played three seasons. Oh, wait. He's back there in 99. About 500 games. Oh, okay. So four seasons. Or th- th- four full three seasons. Se- four full seasons and then a fifth later on. <laughs> he got traded back there for a salary dump, it looks like. Oh, really? Yeah. Let's see. Bobby Bonilla. Day. Since the first 2011. In 2011. Oh no, I'm wrong. That thing goes on till 2035. That's what he was telling me. <laughs> That's what he was telling me because the deal actually didn't start until July 1st, 2011. Oh my God, that's unbelievable. Yes. I thought it was almost over. No. We've got 15 just, more years of this. It just started. <sighs> that's the greatest thing ever. It is pretty neat. We got to record July 1st. Bobby Benilla Day? Bobby Benilla Day. Can't miss it. Where is Bobby Benilla now? Let's see. I don't know. Check his Twitter feed. We need to We need to have him on. Would you be interested in coming on a podcast we should. that mainly talks about cycling and soccer, <laughs> but references Bobby Benilla at least three times a year? <laughs> I probably have a 1986... Or 87. From the Bobby Bonilla, Don Russ, or Topps rookie card. Wow. Along with the Barry Bonds rookie card. That's awesome. I'll have to dig, I'll have to dig that out and bring it out for you. Oh, he's from the Bronx. Yeah. Good for him. How far does 1.19 million... Oh, he was on the Braves. He bounced around at the end of his career. Mm-hmm. Oh, we gotta, we gotta fix that. We went longer than last time. <laughs> All right. So, that does it for episode 37. Of There's the- no more Lance you want to talk about. No. 
You sure? I can't think of anything else. You should get all your Lance out now. Why? I'm sure he'll be in the news again soon. No. <laughs> I'm sure he'll get arrested only, in Israel. O- only if he's asking and telling the officer that his wife is driving when they have. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, am I glad it's over? I don't really care. <laughs> Everyone should be glad it's over. Um, yeah, I, I mean, he was guilty. I can't wait to put that poster up. i got to find a good spot for it. Nice. <laughs> Oh, it doesn't look like Bobby Benny is on Twitter. Probably not. He's counting his $1.19 million. I wonder how much New York is for tax. He got, he had to move to Florida. I would think he's in Florida or... Yeah. Florida, Tennessee, Texas. Texas is going to uh, be the next Arizona. Tour. Yeah. One of those states that doesn't have uh, ta- doesn't have taxes on it. Yeah. I mean, that's, that, that's what makes sense to me. So, um, All right. So that does it for episode 37. Um, unless you've got something else you want to talk about. Anything coming up at the club? Track club? Uh, May 4th and 5th? No, we're getting, yeah, May 4th and 5th. You're coming out to... Kieran. Kieran. I will be there. Am I announcing by myself? Or am I announcing? No, John. John's there. Awesome. I'll be there to support him. Good. (laughs) Uh, we might be training some new people up in concessions. Okay. So, might need a little hand up there to get everyone started. And then, then come down. What time do you need me there? Three-ish would be fantastic. Okay, I just gotta get a babysitter. Oh, do you? Just works on Saturdays. Aww. I can find somebody. I'm sure it. Everyone loves everyone loves Violet. Right. You uh, have to pry Violet out of um, Lauren's hands. Yeah, she goes. There, she's going there tomorrow. <laughs> uh, all right. So, anything else for no, the club? Good. As long as you got everything, yeah. I'll I'll get it sorted out. I'll make sure I'm there. Thank you. I need some new Wi-Fi signal to watch the Kentucky Derby. There's plenty. There's plenty on. You can announce the Derby. I'm just gonna plug my phone right up in the. <laughs> <laughs> you can do a better job than that guy does. And down the stretch they. How go. long is the furlough? It's, it's four lows. Four furloughs. <laughs> no, four lows. Four of those? No, I don't know how long a furlough is. Actually, I think. Um, Twenty feet. No. Twenty yards, um, twenty meters. I actually the reason I I was mentioning it because I was doing something with distance, and they actually talk about that furlough was actually used as a distance measurement in between Roman times oh, and okay. what we do now. Oh, and so it, was used, it was used. It was used rad, rather regularly for a long period of time. I started before. watching Medici. Oh, did you? I'm two and a half episodes in. It's good and it? it's interesting. It's weird. Well, you just watch it because Dustin Hoffman's in there. He doesn't. Uh, I actually the the main guy I know him from something else. I can't figure out what yet, though. I think it, I think it got canceled already. <laughs> so it's only like two seasons. Well, well, like Peaky Blinders and some of the others. I think it's a short run. Well, no, I think they. I think it's in production. Oh, okay. like if they're going to do another season, that season's in production. I don't know if they're going to do another season because Dustin Hoffman got in some trouble for sexual harassment. He's in trouble in the movie. I mean, oh. he's a dirty, he's a dirty old man in the, in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> how can you, if you're a dirty old man, how can you not play a dirty old man in, in the movie? I mean, I'm just saying. <laughs> Hashtag me too. <laughs> Pound tank. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's wrap this up. You got anything else? No, sir. Did you find out how long a furlong is? Um, 660 feet. 
220 yards, 40 rods, or 10 chains. 40 rods? <laughs> Using the international international definition of an inch as exactly 25.4 millimeters, one furlough is 201 meters. Six inches? <laughs> All right, that does it for episode 37. My, are we going to do this again next Monday? Yeah, I'd like to stay kind of um, okay. on, on Mondays. It's a good day for me as well. Cool. Um, all right, I said this at the beginning. Tell your friends about our podcast. We're getting some traction. We seem to be getting more and more people every week that um, are listening. I think we had like almost 50 downloads last week. Nice. Yeah, we're up over like 1150 at this point. Wow. Who knew? You did. Early. Jess, we're going to be famous. She's upstairs with a baby. I don't know if she could hear you. That's right. Uh, we are at 11.51. Wow. So we're rolling along. Tell your friends. Joe's the one that just like 40? put the accelerator What's on. What's funny is 45 for the first episode, only 31 for the second. That is weird. He probably didn't even listen to the second one. <laughs> <laughs> I lived it. <laughs> um, all right. So we'll be back next Monday. Uh, if you like the podcast, share it with your friends. Um, if you got Lance comments, share them. Yeah, we're always gonna, happy to talk about talk gonna, about them. I'm going to post all of Mike's uh, writings on Lance and his map thingy he sent me. Um, I'll get that posted probably before the episodes. We'll up. probably call in a couple of guests here in the new, near future. We've got seven or eight people we'd like to have on, and it's um, uh, with both of us being up in the north side of town this late at night. It's hard for us to put something together unless we could do a Sunday afternoon or a Sunday evening. Depending probably on... Probably more closer to my place. We, I could probably host... Maybe... I could, can I make Chicago dogs? Yeah. Maybe some... Or I a barbecue. Huh? You want me to do barbecue? Like... We could do steak night. If we have Steve Hill, we're doing steak night. Okay, that's fine. Steak, put a big potato, Caesar salad. Done. <laughs> Green beans. You know what I'll, you know what I'll do? I'll make the... Uh... The Iceberg Wedge from Urban Flats. Oh! How about that? Perfect. Do you have enough bacon? <laughs> Are you kidding me? You got three pounds. <laughs> it was amazing how much bacon we put on that wedge. And that blue cheese dressing was phenomenal. No, it wasn't blue cheese dressing. Was it ranch? Wasabi ranch. Wasabi ranch. That's right. It was really good. A little heat on the end. Yes. Oh. Tomatoes, cukes. Yes. Yeah. All right. Maybe, uh, what's the Sunday look like? Uh, we got the wing bracket still, too. Yeah. Well, I'd rather get a couple of guests going. Okay. We can do the wings during the summertime. Um, I'm out this Sunday, possibly the following Sunday. Okay. Um, I'm working for Swagger and uh, Twilight and Spartanburg and then Commerce on Sunday. So Monday's better for When's me. When's Athens Twilight coming up? Saturday. This Saturday. Yeah. You want know, to be older? Depends on the um, pens. Okay. I need holders at 1 o'clock. You can stay for the race. And I'll What's get you holder? VIP for standing start stuff. They just got to hold something? In the afternoon, they need, we need, the East Point Track Club is off, is having five holders there. Okay. Love to have you. And then I'll VIP mm. you in the evening. I can't. Oh. Just is working. Just working. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Bring Violet. It'll be your first Twilight. <laughs> It'll be my first Twilight. Uh, and I was just in Athens last week. I don't want to go back. <laughs> Unfortunately. Oh, I totally understand. I only go for Twilight. 
Uh, all right. So next week we'll record. Find us on social media. Facebook. Michael Barman, Michael Vandura, Barman and Bevo Podcast. Twitter. At underscore Coach Barman. At Bevo8771. Scott Patton's at... Uh, Bottom score of the president. <laughs> <laughs> at <laughs> underscore Barman and Bevo fan number one. one. Something crazy. The, the president. Um, and listen to his show, uh, Fat Guys No More, or as we like to call it, Battle of the Bulge. Uh, I don't think they recorded an episode this week because they're both like traveling. They've been traveling quite yeah. a bit. Yeah, so, so. Uh, Scott officiated in the rain I on, saw the, on the moto the last couple of days. So. Hope he thawed out finally. Uh, I hope so too. <laughs> but yeah, it probably wasn't all that cold. More that wet, wet cold or wet wind. Yeah. And then our podcast is Barman, the letter N Bevo Pod on Twitter, at Barman and Bevo Pod. Uh, Mike's on LinkedIn. <laughs> In case you need a happy birthday wish to you, <laughs> Michael we, Barman. We still do that, dude. <laughs> we will be back next week. Thanks for listening and uh, enjoy your next week of cycling. Just a good old boy. Never meaning no harm Beats all you never saw Been in trouble with the law Since the day they was born Straightening the curves Flattening the hills Someday the mountain might get them But the law never will Making their way The only way they know how That's just a little bit more than the long of the life. Thank you.